911, what's the nature of your emergency? Welcome back to another episode of Tactical Living by Leo Warriors. I'm your host, Ashley Walton. And I'm your co-host, Clinton Walton. In today's episode, we're going to continue the series of PTSD and suicide awareness, being that it's Suicide Awareness Week, and this will be part two of three. So just sit back, relax, and enjoy today's content. We're going to continue to read from Save.org. And today we're going to get into some of the risk factors of who can get PTSD. And one thing that's pointed out here is that you could take the same traumatic event and not everybody would experience PTSD from it. There could be some people that will walk away from a tragic event without incident. They won't have any negative connotation or emotions that impact them on a traumatic level. And yet you can have other people in the same exact situation be impacted differently. And they can have things that negatively consequence their life forever if it's not dealt with. And this could be for a lot of different reasons. There's a lot of historical makeup that triggers you and makes you feel the way that you do when you experience a traumatic event. There's a lot of other reasons why one person could survive something and another person could survive the same thing and two people will take something different away from it. Some people get PTSD after losing a friend or family member and other people will simply grieve them forever. There's no right or wrong way. But what I like about this is it points out that our makeup is not the same when it comes to our emotional response to circumstances. We all feel and react differently to them, and that's okay. Again, not everyone going through the same event that's traumatic is even going to get PTSD. That's why we see so many military veterans come home, and some are fine. Some seem like the people we remember, and other people might not. Perhaps that means that, in general, they didn't experience the exact same thing. And maybe they did, but they didn't take away the same things from it. Or maybe didn't have the same history and memories to correlate to whatever it is that that event was. And today, as we read from Save.org, I want to go into some of the risk factors that they point out for PTSD. One of them is living through dangerous events and traumas. This could be anything that's high risk, anything that makes you pay witness to experiencing human, the loss of human life or bodily injury, anything that you experience that is completely out of the norm. A lot of war zones, you know, think of something that we would never experience on a day to day. Think of something that would be the worst possible case scenario for your way to go. Having a history of mental illness can also prompt and promote PTSD symptoms. Somebody who gets hurt, and I've even heard of people who are chronically ill experiencing symptoms of PTSD. 
if you pay witness to somebody getting hurt or getting killed. I have a friend, this this really pings at something for me. Growing up, we lived on the same street for my entire childhood. And one day, him and his brothers came home. The mom wasn't home yet. The grandma always watched them while she was at work. She was a nurse. And they got home from school. And I remember the whole block could hear this chilling scream coming from their house. And I later found out that when my friend, he must have been maybe 11 at the time, walked into the garage to look for his grandma, he saw that she had hung herself from the beams inside of the garage. And I also remember picking him up on our walk to the school bus for years after that, and he would recount stories of what he believed to be her ghost in the house ever since that happened. And as you sit there, maybe you believe in ghosts, maybe you don't. I'm not here to judge whether you do or don't. But the point I want to make is that I do believe that a lot of what he was experiencing with hearing the door, the drawers open in the kitchen all night, seeing water spills, hearing hearing things inside of the garage, the lights flickering on and off, you know, smelling his grandma, like all of the things that he experienced, I believe, was a result of him having symptoms of PTSD. And we don't necessarily attribute it to paying witness to something like that. Feeling horror or helplessness or even extreme fear. Having little or no social support after the event. This goes back to the same situation with my friend. His mom, you know, she was raising her kids on her own and she didn't have a choice. She had to keep working. And instead of grandma watching them, the boys were on their own. They got home from school. They had to learn to cook their own dinners and now live in a home where they knew that their grandma had killed herself in the garage up until the point when they moved which was when he finished high school. Dealing with extra stress after the event, this pings at that same exact situation again, raising his little brother, dealing with the stress from his older brother. I can't even imagine what life felt like for that 11-year-old boy. A lot of the resilience factors that are laid out here that may reduce the risk of PTSD include things like seeking out support from other people, even people that are friends or family, finding support groups after the traumatic event. I think that's so important. As you sit there, I'm, I'm not sure if any anybody has Kaiser in your family or if you have Kaiser, but I remember my mom being on hospice and after she passed away... Kaiser's so great when it comes to the grieving process because they sent a therapist to my dad's home that very next morning just to see if he wanted to unload anything. And it was because of that immediate engagement, I think, was so helpful just for him to know that if he's not ready to talk at that point, that there would still be that outlet that was open. And I thought that was that was just amazing to have that as a resource. Another resilient factor is feeling good about one's own actions in the face of danger. I would imagine as a first responder, Clint, 
that would that would apply a great deal when it comes to an officer's resilience in how he feels or she feels post a traumatic event what it is that you're carrying on your shoulders based on your own reactions in that traumatic event yeah the your your own feelings around whatever occurred i think also stem from those around you and unfortunately that what you'll see on the news the next day or that evening, whatever it may be. And that's why I think we've talked about the media before and, and its sway of stories where I think it's so important not to watch the news after the fact, whether you feel good about a situation or don't. I, I don't think anyone sets out to be a police officer to go take someone's life or to witness tragic events. But if you know you did absolutely everything you could, you find solace in the fact that you tried everything you could. And I think that does make a world of difference in reference to that. Yeah, I, I am so grateful you haven't had to deal with that. But I can see, just in thinking for myself, if if I had to take somebody's life because a criminal tried to harm me in my life, how, how would I be able to carry my actions with me if I knew that I I had to take their life? And I would imagine there's constant doubt that might creep in about, well, what else could I have done? But having somebody to talk those things through with, I think would really lead you to the point of making sure that you're feeling good about your own actions in the face of that danger. And another resilient factor is having a coping strategy or a way of getting through any sort of bad event and then learning from it. Clint and I are very fortunate because we we have a lot of collaborative efforts when it comes to vocalizing the goods and the bads, the wins and the loses from any sort of negative event in our life. And we try to find the gifts that come from it. And in my opinion, as it pertains to the resilient factors for any sort of PTSD related related incident, it's being able to talk through the strategy and then developing ways to find the gifts from it. And that's how to learn from moving forward with it. And the last resilient factor here is being able to act and respond effectively despite feeling fearful. As a trained professional, Clint, you, a lot of first responders, military veterans, military service members, they're trained to be able to act and respond accordingly because you're you're constantly drilled with that stimulus of having that unforeseen event happen during your training. But for the general population, they're not given that pre-frame or that defense mechanism to be able to give them that peace of mind. But I think that having the ability to even walk through certain situations in your mind about the what ifs, having a strategic plan for natural disasters now before they happen, or even somebody breaking into your home, having a plan with your family, and having a safe word. Clint and I have a safe word. Something something along those lines to where you can do anything that you can to kind of fill in all the edges around the possibility of what if something happens. And I think it 
it might not be, you know, the foolproof, but it'll definitely be something to get you in the frame of mind to where if something so unfortunate does happen, you might not be paralyzed from it. There's a really good book by Lieutenant, Lieutenant Colonel Dave Grossman. It's called On Killing. And in the book, he really talks about the mindset of what exactly we're talking about. And as a police officer, as a veteran, as a first responder in general, you have these mindsets of dealing with these instances. And it's something that is so important just to you, you result to your training. And I encourage you to read this book. It will completely shift your mindset when it comes to this. When your mindset shifted, it's you start planning exactly like you said. It's all in the mindset that you have towards any given situation, having a safe word, being prepared for a tra- tragic incident. Absolutely. And I think by knowing and understanding what the risk factors are as it pertains to PTSD and then knowing that there are resilient factors that you're capable of incorporating literally right now into your day to day, it gives a little bit more hope. It gives hope because there are chances that you, as you're listening to this, might be experiencing symptoms of PTSD now, or you might be post a traumatic event in the future. We just don't know. And by having the awareness of the risk factors and knowing that you can put yourself and those that you care about in a safer place by just being prepared and knowing what the facts are, then you're really able to enjoy your tactical living.